Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. from all around the globe i am your host jeff dawson east coast sports investors and this is your closing bell for thursday august 25th 2022 just six days left of august week zero two days away the fedex cup going on rory says triple out of the gate birdie bogey Birdie, Eagle. I was talking to Dubsy here yesterday around this time. And I asked him that question. I was like, having Scheffler at minus 10 and everyone else below him, can you play yourself out of it on Thursday? In other words, you are on chase mode from the first hole. Now, if you're trying to get two, three, four under per day, that's one thing. But someone like Rory is a perfect example. If you are aiming at sticks, you're going to bogey a lot of hoes or triple bogey, I should say. But you're going to birdie an eagle a lot, too. So, uh, you know, I had mixed emotions about this tournament. Uh, I've been saying for a while, Scotty Scheffler's leaking oil. But when I sat back and took an overview, I kind of compared it to the Masters where, you know, when he was right, when he was playing great golf, um, you know, he got out 
to that box though I lead it seemed like in the Masters and then Cam Smith tied him and they got to the ninth to tenth hole and they both flubbed their second shot and they're both below the hole uh they both rolled down and Scotty Scheffler chipped in and Cam I think bogeyed and the rest was history so I'm kind of curious is Scheffler going to do that stiff arm this whole tournament because he's got the eye in there he's got Scheffler he's got Cantlay He's got a boatload chasing him, you know, and someone could come from back. No one was talking about a Sam Burns. Riley talked about um, Tony Finau. There's a bunch of names. They're the best in the world. That I don't know where I live, I should say, sarcastically, tongue-in-cheek. But the point is, will Scotty hold them off is the question. Uh, ECSI VIPs, 1-0 last night. Riley's White Sox minus one twelve. Uh, slow start, three to one, five to one. Give up a two-run homer in the ninth to make it five to three, but we get it home. That is our fourth win in a row for ECSI. Uh, four and one this week. And again, you slow the process down. You don't need to force the action. You know, we're 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 not running to the window. You know, to bet Degrom tonight minus four twenty-five on the four thirty, and a bunch of that other happy horseshit. But anyways, I have a special to talk about. I want to bring Riley in first. So without further ado, from the Windy City himself, the one and only Mr. Riley Magnuson. Morning, actually, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, my friend. Happy Thursday. Uh, the single squad themselves, the Chicago White Sox, 12 hits, all singles, finally gets the job done yesterday for you and some nice Giolito positive regression. I apologize. Uh, my voice might be a little raspy uh, getting over uh, getting over the old uh, the COVID, so uh, I'm staying inside, but uh, only minor, minor symptoms, but my voice is uh, definitely feeling it. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm uh, feeling all right. I'm happy to be here. We've got good stuff going on this weekend. Got golf in front of my eyes right now. I've been looking at college football stuff all damn day. So uh, what's the special you got to bring to the table right now? I call it a Vegas special, okay? So so we follow the, the numbers around the clock. We're your sports broker. So when I go to bed, I take a snapshot. I get up in the morning, take another snapshot, and then we just process it from there. So we, we really have about 18 hours in on every card because we get them the night before around five or six right. o'clock when they come out. Well, a lot of people don't have time to <clears throat> follow the market. They have their own ways. They go to certain websites. They do whatever they do before they place their wager. Um, I, this is just a classic. Okay. Last night, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me. One of the hottest teams in August the St. Louis Cardinals, who lost last night, correct? 7-1? Correct, yep. Uh, so they were 17 now in five in uh, the month of August. They're just raking the ball. They didn't last night. Everyone's due for an off night. Well, minus 120, minus 125 this morning. So then I always say when a game gets stale, Vegas does a little shake. And you can see this when all the sports books start to move the number at the same. So next thing you know, the, the Cardinals go from minus 125 to 120 to 115 to 105 to miraculously the Cubs close at minus 115 or 110. So for, you're talking about, for today you're talking about, right? Correct. Right, right. So for the average person that doesn't have time to follow, what do they see? They're going to follow where the money's going. They're going to say, holy shit. 
How in holy hell is Strowman favored now over Hudson? They must know something. So, because there's no way in holy hell you're going to bet the Cubs today, unless you're a diehard Cubs fan, or the fact that you saw they went from plus 115, plus 118 to minus 115 and say, holy shit, look at that reverse line movement. Look at that steam. Holy cow. Look at the Cubs. The Cubs are the play today. Strowman's the play. 6-2 Cardinals, bottom of the seventh. Uh, I won't say thanks for playing, but just about thanks for playing. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I saw it too, and I was... Uh, I had to look a few times uh, too hard, and then I, I was doing this research this morning, and then I realized this wasn't going to be uh, the game's going to be at this point by the time we're talking. So I, I kind of deleted it out and took it out of my card because something was fishy going on there. But uh, yeah, it uh, not quite thanks for playing, but just about. And uh, sometimes this Cubs team, when they when they get one win under their belt uh, and some momentum in the stands, uh, yeah, the, the Cubs faithful at least likes to to buy in a little bit. We talked about them; they're scrappy for the most part. So. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals uh, get back on track. Uh, yeah, yeah, not quite done yet, but they're mostly getting on track. But yeah, it's uh, 100%. It is worth, uh, if you can't look at it, find an app that will give you a breakdown of when the, from the moment the line opens all the way down to any movement that is happening today because that does exist. And so if you can't follow it like uh, you're talking about and spend 18 hours looking at this stuff, then, you know, at least got to look back and see what type of movement it is, is making on, a, on an hour-to-hour -hour basis almost sometimes. Golf, go ahead, flex, put the chest out a little. Um, you know, your man had started with a minus 10. It was everyone else to come. I mean, I know there's 72 holes, and I know each hole that he checks a box is a step closer from holding up the FedEx Cup. Give, what's the current standings as we speak? Uh, and give us your thoughts right now at uh, Thursday around 4.30. Yeah, yeah. Right now we're looking at a four-shot lead for Scotty over uh, Shoffley. He's right behind him, eight under uh, total score right now. He's two under for the day, Shoffley. Uh, and then you got a nice little pack. Cam Young uh, was one guy we mentioned yesterday. He's got one of the nicer scores so far. He is through 14. He's at seven under. Uh, he is playing well. A couple guys shot five under. I think that was the best of the day. Wise and Poston, probably two of the lesser-known names that I wouldn't expect to continue doing that all all uh, tournament long. But obviously, that's uh, like you talked about. Those are the two guys that did go aggressive, and it worked out for them. And yeah, looking at as you were talking about that, just pulling up Rory's scorecard, and uh, eight of the first nine holes got some type of color going on with him. It's uh, it's crazy to see right there, right? Uh, so yeah, Cam Young, I'm still looking at him, man. What he's been on like this, it's been for the most part, at least two or three or four days of nice scoring. So I don't think, uh, this one's done yet, but like you said, when Scotty's gotten out to this lead, it's been pretty, uh, pretty tough to catch him. And I, I think that's where we're at, but I think we'll have some drama Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'm not quite going to the window to lock in the minus 110 for Scotty just yet, but, uh, uh, I, I, if you're gun to my head, I think he wins it, but I do think it's going to be a little more drama filled by the time Sunday comes around. Where is Sam Burns right now? Uh, Burns is six under. He's uh, one under for the day, so he's right there. Uh, my guy, Matt Fitzpatrick, I mentioned him yesterday. Uh, posting what he's posting, I, I am liking him a little bit more. He's six under, three under for the day. He's right in front of my eyes on 15 right now. Uh, if he can get a few back and keep doing kind of like you said as, as being one of those guys that might be able to post minus two, minus three each day, that might be a guy that uh, gets himself up there and, and just a grinder. If we're talking about him uh, and someone else in a, a one-two stroke, 
uh, difference, then I, you know, I like his chances there. So we'll see how that plays out for him. But uh, a couple guys shooting nicely. Cantlay's uh, one of the only guys at the top that's over par for the day. He's one over for the day, seven under total through 10. So I expect him to bounce back a little bit. Maybe uh, just tread a little bit. But it looked like it was raining pretty hard. I was doing some work and kind of having it, my eyes on the side. It looked like it was raining hard. So uh, that obviously looked like it affected some guys as well. So not sure if that's what we'll see throughout the weekend as far as weather. But, uh, yeah, it should. Uh, I think it's going to tighten up here. And, uh, you know, Scotty's only 200 for the day. So uh, curious to see if he keeps it rolling and maybe just kind of treads water for the next couple of days here. If you go back to the open for a second before we move on, and, and you know, the, the difference and the mindset from being the hunter or being hunted and in that final round you had the two leaders and you had cam smith in the second or third group behind them and he just the putter caught fire you know i'd be all in on him if i just didn't think there's too much going on with the lifting listen he's had an amazing year and, and you know I love the kid. I love everything about him. I love the mullet. I love a golfer that that gets a putter that hot that can just put together four or five straight birdies and put yourself in his shoes. Listen, you're young. You're from Australia. You've had an amazing year. And someone comes up to you and says, here's $100 million. Right. You're set and for it was, life. Kids are yeah. set for life. And not to cut you off, but it was at the point where he was at the probably the peak of what his career has been so far. And so you feel like you're about to be on the mountaintop, and now you've got all this backlash. So, yeah, it, it does seem like it's affected him a little bit. He actually just birdied right in front of my eyes right now. So he's at 500 for the day. Uh, bogey then birdied, so he's back at 500. So I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that like that. Um, you know, uh, we've seen so many of these tournaments where the guy who's guy or two guys that are, uh, you know, kind of three, four, five strokes ahead of the rest of the pack – don't always have the best Sundays. Uh, and I would say maybe Scotty's been really the exception to that. And obviously, uh, maybe one or two times with Cam Smith. But Scotty's really been the exception this year as far as having that nice lead and actually maintaining it. Whereas we've seen so many, obviously, we've made uh, some nice money this year as far as the take the top off of the board and look down. And so if, if Scotty's there and he's got the four-shot lead or whatever it is on Sunday, then I'll give it to Scotty. But if it's two or less and somebody else is there, then I think it's game on. We've got some value with somebody else there on Sunday. I had my fourth online championship draft last night. I was on Sirius after to talk about it. They asked me to come on. Um, you'll be happy to know again. Uh, I went wide receiver heavy. We did get a piece of Josh Allen early, uh, but uh, I have the combination uh, AJ Dillon with Ramon Stevenson. I am going wide receiver heavy. I am sold. I know those are quote unquote number two backs or one a one b backs yeah. i love them both and i'm using this as a lead-in because listen i don't root against anyone i don't i believe in karma i'm not putting yeah. voodoo dolls on damian harris or aaron jones i think they all can work together yeah. with that said um week three uh nfl x uh your packers travel to kansas city one and a half point favorites 37 and a hook under over Vegas is telling me 2017 Green Bay. Just get out of Dodge, get back home and get ready for two weeks. How's the temperature? How are you feeling? I mean, I know everyone's in bubble wrap, but anyone in particular we should be looking for this week. 
You know, I mean, the, really the story here, I mean, for the most part, historically, the Packers over the last handful of years haven't been that great in the last preseason game. But what I will say, this is a little bit different to where you're kind of getting the same one or two units for the most part for these <coughs> Packers games, whereas a lot of these teams are going with three, four units still, whether that's starting their guys, you know, their starters for a few plays and then, go, you know, cycling through. The Packers have had, for the most part, they haven't had really any of their starters play. And so you're getting a lot of Jordan Love and then you're getting a lot of these other guys that are, are kind of on the cusp of being starters so they can and do something. So kind of what I'm saying is I think there's some optimism that the Packers can do this tonight, and Jordan Love's really improved uh, week over week since we've seen him play. I'm not saying he's, he's going to be anything special, but he, at least I think the Packers might have some value here today. But, uh, you know, the fact of uh, what kind of, kind of what I said as far as not a ton of success in that last preseason game, uh, looking forward, looking forward to week one, actual week one. So, you know, if they're going to get it done, I think it's going to be a nice Jordan Love performance. Uh, it would, like I said, he's been improving every time. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about it. Going back to what you said about A.J. Dillon, the only thing we haven't really talked about him when we uh, have talked about those guys, the red zone uh, efficiency that I think A.J. Dillon is going to have with now no Devontae Adams there for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, the 50-50 ball, which with Devontae Adams isn't a 50-50 ball. Uh, you don't have that uh, luxury now, and so if you're five yards in and you're getting in the Packers three, four plays, Aaron Jones is probably going to get the ball at least one of those times, if not a couple of those times. So I, I think you've got a hell of a, a, a an op, uh, opportunity for some huge, huge upside there. But, uh, yeah, feeling solid about it. You're right, uh, bubble wrap for the most part. But uh, the units that we have been seeing, I've been uh, – pleased with for the most part and I think we should see a decent performance and probably a pretty uh, close good matchup uh, for what it's worth for the preseason here tonight any update on Tanyan uh you know not that I know of uh Bakhtiari has been the most positive news as far as coming back Tanyan I'm still not positive about uh how soon he's going to be uh you know if he's 100% or not I'm gonna see if I can pull it up right now um yeah, nothing really crazy. Um, kind of still kind of working off to the side for the most part in these practices. So maybe not going to be 100% ready uh, for that first preseason game. But he's he's for the most part running without his brace and whatnot. So optimism for sure for the season. But uh, yeah, maybe the first couple of weeks they'll probably take it pretty slow with him. I would imagine in the actual first two weeks of the season. Any chance he goes back to the pup and then they he takes the first four weeks off? Uh, I would be surprised to see that. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised to see that. I I think he'll be closer to, if he's not the first couple of weeks, I think he might be ready by week three, but, uh, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. Well, I'm going to throw you a curveball kid because tomorrow I will be in stores. I will be dropping off my youngest Kylie. She starts her journey at UConn tomorrow. Dad and mom will be tears in our eyes because our nest will be empty, but you know, that's what the, MSPCA's for I'm going to fill this house up with you know dogs and cats and I'm going to live happy ever after um <laughs> I'm going to week zero because you're the big 10 guy and there's two big 10 guys uh two big 10 games and before I give you the full stage I'm just going to shout out that my Yukon Huskies with Jim Mora who's making his debut are 27 point underdogs at Utah State. So uh, take it easy on the Huskies, will you? You know, I mean, if you don't, then we'll come and play in basketball, men and women. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> but take well, it away. I, I don't have much strong thoughts on that. You can help me help us out better with uh, with UConn's chances in that one. I'll, I, I, Let's let's take the points, twenty seven points. Maybe they'll they'll be a scrappy team. Who knows? But uh, I've got uh, the two Big Ten games covered, and then I've got one random one that I actually had some decent thoughts on. I'll get that one out of the way real quick, and not anything crazy. Uh, later in the day, uh, FAU hosted Charlotte minus seven and a half. 
for FAU. Uh, on paper, you're looking at that one, both of them five wins last year. Probably thinking it's closer than a seven-and-a-half-point spread, but when you look closer, Charlotte is and was and will continue to be very, very bad. Uh, Willie Taggart, your number three for FAU. I think they are their defense is far superior to what Charlotte's going to be able to do. I think that seven-and-a-half is really enticing you, trying to get you over to Charlotte, uh, but I think there's going to be a blowout, and Florida Atlantic is going to take that one. So that's my random one right there. Um, but then uh, going to – yeah, go ahead. That is an under over a 60. So first one so, – so actually with an eight-pointer – uh, 34. Yeah, so they're giving you the old 34 26 game, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, no, and, and they beat the brakes off of them last year. I think they do it again. Uh, yeah, that one, Charlotte is. I, you know, I watched a decent amount of their games last year, and then not much is going to change from what I'm seeing here. But uh, moving into the two Big Ten games, I'll start with the Illinois one. Uh, Wyoming going into Illinois. Uh, I'll, I'll reveal the play. The spread is uh, kind of rising up to 11 here. I'm torn on that spread, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, I give Illinois the win in this one, but I could see this one being in the 24 to 10, 24 to 14 range. Um, and, and Illinois had a lot of cases over the last 10 years or so. Now it's Brett Bielema, so I think that tide's going to change where out of these three or four mid-major conference, non-conference games that they have, they typically struggle with one of them. And in recent years, with recent uh, regimes, you might expect this might be that struggle spot. But I, I think with Bielema, that's going to change as far as those random uh, Mountain West or MAC teams coming into Champaign and giving them hell. But uh, nonetheless, I'm going under in this one, under 44. Uh, the one thing that's glaring for me here in this one is uh, Wyoming's rush defense uh, against what I think Chase Brown for Illinois is going to have a really nice day. Wyoming was 99th in rush defense, uh, rushing defensive yards per game last year, 99th and 99th in yards per attempt last year. Chase Brown, 10 games, 1,005 yards rushing. If you look close, if you are just looking at his game log, you might think, wow, this is a really a roller coaster guy here. But then when you look closely, Three games where he had, I think, 25 or more carries, and he, he had 147 yards, a couple of 200-yard games. And then the other games are either really stingy Big Ten run defenses or games in which Illinois gets uh, down 24 nothing in the blink of an eye, and they're passing for the rest of the game. So without those factors, and I think Illinois is going to be leaning heavily on him for the rushing game, I, I like him to have a really nice game. If I'm not usually a college football prop guy, uh, but I did see him. It's a high number, but I, I think he has one of those games like I just talked about. 150 yards uh, is kind of my prediction for him tomorrow. I think he's going to be that effective. Uh, and I think Wyoming's rush defense could regress even from that number that I just told you. And so I've got him 101 and a half yards over for Chase Brown, and I think he's going to be the player of that game. Might be the best game of his entire season. Uh, and so that's really where I'm at with the 24-10, 24-14 prediction. I think that he paces that offense and, and kind of controls the game for him. Uh, and then on the other hand of it, the quarterback matchups for Wyoming, it's probably going to be pretty ugly. Andrew Peasley coming over from Utah State uh, wasn't a starter, 18 games across four years. His over-under for tomorrow or on Saturday is 126 and a half. Uh, so kind of telling you that he's not going to have much success there. And I, I do firmly believe that. While Illinois is not going to have a banner year by any means, it's year two of Brett Bielema. A lot of turnover, still not quite getting his guys recruiting in there. So I do think it's going to be some growing pains this year, but at least culture-wise and, and maybe some schemes. And in this matchup particularly, I think they favor well. Uh, DeVito, Tommy DeVito coming over from uh, Syracuse to be their starting quarterback this year. Wasn't the start of the last two years. Played 12 games, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions as a sophomore in 2019. So better than what their options were. Illinois never in my lifetime had a, a very good quarterback. Juice Williams back in 2007 was really the only uh, person to, to make note of the year they went to the Rose Bowl. Go ahead. 
Jeff George. That was before your time. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was uh, I was in diapers when uh, uh, yeah, Jeff George was around. So it uh, is a typically a pretty yearly uh, search for a quarterback, and, and when they've had even a close to relevant quarterback, he's typically gotten hurt. So interested to see who there. But my point there is, uh, I, I give him the edge quarterback wise. So. You know, all that being said, uh, from an Illinois kind of fanish perspective, I, I like them to have a nice game and win this one and maybe cover. But really, unbiased opinion, I'm giving a 24 to 14 prediction. Really straddling that line of the uh, of the spread there, but a nice under 44 for uh, for my first prediction there in Illinois on Saturday. No, I can see it. I I do like the under there. Um, I, initial com- uh, computer model was nine and 46 in the hook. Uh, it is going down. I think uh, that is the right side there. You talked about the head coach uh, offensively challenged while at Wisconsin for the most part. Yeah. Always had a strong running game, a decent you know defense there. Trying to now bring that to Illinois here, as you said, in year two. Um, opened at 46 with a 44. The number hasn't changed. 44. There's a 43 and a half at the Mirage yeah. and at Stations. And there is an 11 and a half at our friends at South Point. Chris Andrews has bumped it up a half there, but flat 11s everywhere else. But I like where your head is there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the last thing with Bielmo, and then I'll move on. He he had some cr- criticisms about his offensive line. Obviously, that was his mo at Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's mo along with the running game. Uh, they had some grad, they got some grad transfers in there this year, so I think they're running, uh, rush blocking, pass blocking will be really improved. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've got high hopes for. Chase Brown, for for the most part, I'm not talking about him as a player of the year candidate because the, the Big Ten's still got some stingy rush defenses. But when you've got these matchups where he's going to have a favorable matchup, uh, I expect him to have a really nice day. Excuse me. So moving on to the next one, the game that everyone wants to hear about. Uh, I, you know what? You, you had me uh, curious yesterday, and I've been talking for a while this offseason about Northwestern not getting enough respect, regardless of what they did last year, the 3-9 and nine season, 1-8 and eight in the Big Ten. Uh, talked about how Pat Fitzgerald has only had one consecutive uh, in 16 seasons, only one cons- one time consecutive seasons of losing football, and that includes a couple three-win seasons, four-win seasons, uh, where he's completely turned it around. So I'm still sticking to my guns on that one. I'm not saying Northwestern gets the win here, Jeff. Um, but going over to Ireland, I do think uh, this Northwestern defense, I think, is going to be a little bit improved. They got some uh, uh, defensive transfers as well. Uh, really, it's going to be their defense defense holding up uh, uh, even just a respectable amount to get this cover. And then uh, on their case, uh, getting a nice run game. They get Cam Porter back. Uh, did not play at all last year. Was supposed to be their starting running back last year. Had a really nice finish to 2020. Came onto the scene. Uh, he's going to be, uh, if he's healthy, when I, and it does sound like he is, he's going to be a really important factor. Uh, and could be a potential, uh, you know, uh, you know, actually pacing this rush to, uh, offense against Nebraska here. So, as much as everyone wants to talk about Nebraska, I get it. If you want to be on Nebraska, I'm 100% with you here. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of uh, the money kind of leaning towards Nebraska in some uh, in some books uh, over the last 24 hours or so. So if you agree disagree with me, I totally understand. But uh, just look back one year ago, week zero, Nebraska going into Champaign, Illinois, in game number one of Brett Bielema's tenure, a team that ended up only winning five total games themselves, uh, put up a stinker in Champaign. So obviously they've got some talent coming in, but – I'm going to go 24 to – I might go two 24 to 14 games in the Big Ten this weekend. That's where I'm going, both of them 24-14. You know, and I talked about the 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 bad game for St. Louis and the Cubs today. 
this game is really starting to look at it because when you break down at certain sites, the ticket count, the money, the influx, again, this game opened up at 10, 10 and a half. So I can see Dave Sharapan at uh, about three o'clock on Saturday with the CLV cans and the EV cans, because this has gone from 10, 10 and a half to 11 to 11 and a half to 12 to 12 and a half to 13 and a half now. And here's the thing. They're all moving the same. Okay. Yeah. Which makes zero sense. So Nebraska wins. If the line stays at 13 and a half, Nebraska wins by 14 or 17. That's number one. Or number two, it's the old hook line and sinker and it's nine or less. So it didn't matter. Any Nebraska ticket will be a losing ticket. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I either, yeah, I, I see Northwestern hanging with them. Uh, yeah, I guess I gave you the ten point spread, but yeah, maybe eight, nine, or something like that. Um, and, and, and I'm seeing a lot of people tweeting out, "Oh, grab this one before it gets up over fourteen, or could be fourteen by game time." And as soon as I start to see that, and I've already got skepticism about it, I'm interested. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can't predict. We won't know until it starts with so the type of effects that traveling to freaking Ireland has on these these 20 year old kids, man. So, if I, I'm happy to die on that hill if you want me to, as far as back at Northwestern and this being maybe a, just an ugly game, it's very possible it's an ugly game. And having said that, uh, I know the positive regression is is almost certainly to come for Nebraska, but some teams that just can't figure out how to win that sticks with them a little bit. And like I said, not saying Northwestern gets this win. You talked about we talked about a month ago. If Northwestern does win, then Scott Frost is. Uh, sticking over in Ireland uh, for the weekend and for the rest of the season probably. But, uh, yeah, I think Nebraska will eke this one out, but I don't think it's going to be easy, man. Listen, I'm a diehard Nebraska, Dr. Tom Osborne, Tommy Frazier, Irvin Fryer in 83. I bleed Nebraska. I used to. You know, fourth and eight, we call a timeout. The defense is looking right over at us, and we're telling you, we're running the ball right at you on fourth and eight, and you couldn't stop it. You couldn't stop it. It was just amazing. And I I missed that so much. And I thought Scott Frost was an amazing hire. I thought he was finally going to wake the troops up. A sea of red back in Lincoln. He hasn't done it. And he got gifted this year. Let me tell you something. He got gifted one more year. There's no excuses. I know the under over seven and a half. And if he makes it to eight and four, they go to a bowl game and they're not going to sing Kumbaya. Trust me. You know, I'm looking for nine to 10 wins this year. Right. And it's going to be tough. I mean, you could even be looking at a better season, but a seven, eight win season because the after Ohio State two through off the top of my head, seven, eight teams could make the case as the second best team in this damn conference. So it's going to be tough, man. There's only really a few games that you might pencil in. And if this one was in Nebraska, I'd absolutely have so much less doubt that Nebraska would get this win. But, uh, yeah, it, going over to Ireland for week zero, uh, it's, it gives me, uh, yeah, the way people are buzzing about them, the way people are trash talking Northwestern uh, after what they just did. I, I've, I just, I've seen it for 16 years. Anytime Northwestern does what they do, they come around and I'm not saying they go seven and two or nine and two and are going to be ranked and winning the big West, 10 West. I'm not saying that uh, I've got over four wins. Uh, so I think they at least get to five wins though. And uh, are a frisky, frisky team week to week. It might be a good spread team uh, taking some double digit points all year long. Quick update. And I know this is slow, so I'll just give you my update. You can do a quick check. Um, Shoffley now three back minus 12 uh, to minus nine. 
Uh, looks like it. I've got the, my, yeah, on my screen right there, he is uh, minus nine, three back. You were correct right there. Do you got a live update on odds what you could get Xander for right now? I'm just curious to see what they're giving you with Scheffler and Xander. I know it's only Thursday. Sure, sure. Let's see. Um, Scheffler on uh, on FanDuel, you're giving, getting plus money, plus 135. Uh, Shoffley, plus 310 on FanDuel right there. Uh, and then Cantley eight to one, and then after that it's fourteen to one, I think, for Fitzpatrick. I'm gonna see if uh, DraftKings has anything similar there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I someone I tweeted, someone tweeted out about an hour ago. If you're looking to build your bankroll, minus one ten, Scotty Shuffler on DraftKings. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, no disrespect there. If uh, yeah, I'm sure if you waited ten minutes, you can get plus money on it. I'm trying to find it here for uh, DraftKings. Here we go. Um, as it loads on my screen, uh, yeah, one thirty, Scotty Shuffler on DraftKings, four to one for uh, Shoffley, and uh, eleven to one for Cantlay. So it looks like maybe some better prices over here for DraftKings for the golf uh, outright odds, at least. Um, get there quick. Um, baseball. Uh, two final, no, one final. Uh, Tampa with Rasmussen, who's been great of late. Uh, beat Sandoval eight to three, and the Angels are uh, bottom of the eighth. The Cards now up eight to two. Uh, Cleveland scores one in the first with Sticks McKenzie, my guy. Uh, Seattle comes back with a three spawn in the bottom of the first. Let me guess, was it a J Rod Homer? That oh, I don't be- know. I'm just I I we are the White Sox need the uh, Guardians to lose about ten in their next fifteen. So well, they got, uh, I, my guess would be someone hit a three run Homer because um, it was one nothing. Uh, Hanniger Hanniger with a uh, three run bomb. Yep. Okay. So we're at bottom of the second there, three to one Seattle. That leaves us with uh, two, five, six MLB games. We talked about Green Bay, Kansas City. Uh, San Fran at Houston uh, opened up at four, now two and a half with a 40 and a hook. Uh, quick math, uh, 2017. Uh, we'll go uh, 2117. That's what they're saying, something like that, somewhere in yeah. there. So good luck, bubble wrap there too. But the board is yours. Alrighty, yeah, heading over back to the MLB. Uh, yeah, McKenzie, uh, yeah, were, were you uh, projected regression from him? He His last start was the 14 strikeouts versus the White Sox. Were you kind of expecting it this time? Yeah, and he's been fabulous for us. And, uh-huh. and we've had four starters this week. We're 4-0. and So, And then, of course, income sticks as a short favorite in Seattle. And listen, we all <clears> – we're <throat> not all Marco Gonzalez fans, but it smelt no. holy hell. You get the one run, not one run lead in the first. You like this, but I think honestly it was a bad spot after yeah. the Padres sweep. I'm sorry, the Guardians sweep the Padres in San Diego. Take the quick Uber ride over to Seattle, and uh, here you got sticks on the mound. As you said, big key pointer coming off 14 strikeouts. It's almost like one of those no hitters. You know, I'm a little taxed. Uh, I didn't yeah. like the spot. And the pricing of it, we talked about, I don't know if it was a week or so ago. I don't remember who they were playing, but it was, does the public realize how good they're playing? And now the public absolutely does realize how good they're playing, too. So that played into it uh, for what I was talking. I was hoping we could get it off uh, before this one goes, but uh, I didn't realize that one was already started. So uh, Reds and Phillies is the next one up. Uh, at th- mine is 385, somehow not the biggest number on the board today. Uh, Dunn versus Nola. Dunn, start number four. Uh, he's actually worse versus righties. Uh, he is a right-hander who is, uh, has been horrible versus righties and three starts. He's given up five home runs, four of them to righties. Uh, and so I've got, uh, an early, uh, Castellanos plus 350 home run prop. The odds kind of, uh, 
seemed a little too good to be true. But uh, as far as the reverse splits there, and the dude's been hitting well, I'm going to go Castellanos' home run off of uh, Mr. Dunn here today. But uh, Nola's side of things, five earned run last time out. Uh, I'm going to be expecting, and there the numbers kind of telling you, expecting some uh, positive regression on that. Anything to see uh, out of this game here from you? First of all, congrats on your plus money yesterday. First five, three and a half over. I would see, and, and I just wish I could just drag people to listen to our shows because they don't go that extra mile. They'll look at the opening lines, they'll see the overnight lines, they'll see the way they move. But then some of them, they won't dig into the team totals. Then they won't dig into the first five. That stuck out like a sore thumb. Three and a half. It wasn't two and a half. It wasn't a flat three. Everyone and their mother had under three and a half there. There was no doubt in my mind. Right. And uh, what's his name? Zook. I, I, t- I tweeted back at you. That's three state, three straight rough starts. I don't know how many hits he gave up yesterday, but that's, uh, yeah, might be our new uh, weekly meal ticket. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for him next time around. A little Keikel-esque. Oh, I, I'm still begging for him to come back up here at some point. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be so lucky at this point. I mean, the only, um, only thing I can say here, and I know they're out there, that there's people running to the windows and they're going to do a uh, DeGrom and Nola two-team parlay. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to use those in Moneyline parlays and then just sprinkle it in on Toronto for the sweep, Yankees to win, because it's not a great card. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? You you can't get into that game and you can't get into the Mets game. No, 100% with you on that one. Um, let's go to that one next. I there was an interesting stat about so the that Phillies game was the second biggest number. Degrom and the Mets hosting Colorado about minus four. I'm seeing it down to 425 here on DraftKings, but minus 450 and other spots. Feltner versus Degrom, ninth time, ninth time that we've had minus 400 or higher, and the team that is favored is two and six this season when they are favored of minus 400 or higher. Are we going to see the same thing again and another our seventh loss, or is this uh, DeGrom going to dominate uh, the Rockies here today? I don't know if the number is based just on DeGrom or how bad Fentner is. What did he give up, yeah. about 48 runs his last three starts? I mean, It's not good. I'll double-check right now. He's got a 5.88 ERA on the season. His last time was actually good, a good, uh, good outing, so you would expect some regression. He was six innings, two hits, one run against the Giants last before that, though, the previous two were five earned runs each against Arizona and St. Louis, and he's had a handful of other four and five earned run starts. So good last time out, and now we're here uh, today. Yeah, I'll go back down memory lane uh, to the greatest pitcher in my time. I got to see him live numerous, numerous times. I've got to meet the man. That's Mr. Pedro Martinez, the GOAT. He is my GOAT. And um, he, when he pitched at home, he was minus two and a half runs. They had to win by a field goal or more. Now they let all the millennials out there, you know, with the minus one and a half, minus 200 and juice, and they're baiting you to take them. Uh, Pedro, again, would be two and a half. And they all right, you want to bet Pedro today? They're going to win by a field goal. Well, I'm betting baseball. I said, yeah, I know. You're going to win by a field goal. <laughs> so, right. again, you can't get in there. Hey, listen, that's a great stat. So if you want some beer and pizza on Colorado, uh, take a swing. We do know. Usually, the Mets don't score for them, and the under over is only seven. So, who knows? Who knows? I, you know, I, I yeah, it's at least a, a two and six, though. I knew there was a couple times where these teams have been frisky. I think you had the the the, the Royals without all of their guys going to uh, Toronto and get a win there. Yeah, there was a few, I think, 
Uh, Detroit, Washington, and Kansas City were three of the spoilers. This will be Colorado's first time making the list, win or lose. So, uh, going to uh, my neck of the woods, not in Chicago, but White Sox and Orioles. White Sox had to win. Last night we talked about at the start, uh, Lance Lynn and Trey Lyles. Very Last I checked, let me double check where we're at now. Similar prices yesterday, minus 120 for the White Sox. Uh, Lance Lynn has been solid the last two. Uh, Lyles, four and run last two. Same thoughts as yesterday, or are you thinking uh, a little bit of a different script now? It's same, same exact line, maybe the flips, uh, script flips today. You are exactly where my Red Sox were. Once you win a couple in a row and you start to expect them to finally put it together, you, you're at that 500 mark. Let me see right now. Uh, you're at two games over 500, which is probably a season high almost. Um, no, I'm being sarcastic there, of course. It's, it, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> four or four is the record, I think. <laughs> uh, one game ahead of Baltimore now. Um, we're four and one. We've won four in a row. I like the spot for Lynn. Uh, uh, overnight number had uh, Baltimore minus 110. Wake up this morning and they flipped it. Um, listen, if, if you wanted to back your White Sox today and had them yesterday, I don't have a problem with it. I'm going to use the other approach because I haven't been on the Orioles. And I right. think the number is suggesting to me it's a good spot for the Orioles. I'm going to take my one unit yesterday uh, from Mr. Jeets himself. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to thank Tony that he didn't fall asleep. I'm going to thank the bullpen. I'm going to thank the fact that they were up four instead of just two. And I'm just going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, the smart move in this one. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Lance Lynn, but to this point in the season, you know, it, it would not shock me if he, he got blown up a little bit today. I will say, as far as another prop here, maybe a two bases plus money prop. Uh, Gavin Sheets in the two hole today. He is our lefty uh, lefty hitter against righty uh, righty pitchers. Nice last couple of days, two hits, three hits, three RBIs yesterday. When he's hot, he typically stays hot for about a week, and he's from the Baltimore area. And so now he's he's got this, uh, if you're buying any of these storylines, he's uh, uh, playing really well whenever he's in Baltimore. And like I said, when he's hot for, uh, for a week, he's or when he's hot, he's hot for a week. Uh, and so I think that momentum continues. They threw him in the two holes for the first time all season, I think, and he's two for four career uh, versus Lyles with the homer. So I'm going, uh, that's my other prop of the day is maybe a little couple bases for Gavin Sheets there in the White Sox lineup. I like it. I like it. All righty. Uh, three more games going back to uh, you where you are sitting right now. Uh, Toronto and Boston got the loss last night. Your Red Sox did. Uh, Blue Jays heating up. Won the last two, both in Boston. Gozeman and Crawford. Uh, Gozeman, seven innings, four hits, zero earned runs last time out versus the Yanks. Uh, Crawford, the opposite, three and two-thirds, 11 hits, and nine earned runs versus the Orioles last time out. Where are you at tonight with this one, seeing uh, close to minus 200 odds for the Blue Jays in tonight's case? The Dead Sox, I, I think they're, they're – they, can you imagine this? I think they're 3-13 and 13 against the Jays, or 3-12 three, three against the Jays this year. We just can't beat the East. Uh, we're just dropping like flies. Uh, unfortunately, um, too many injuries. Just It's just one of those years just playing out the string. Uh, I'm looking at team totals, which is kind of surprising. Under over a nine. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, nine juiced under. Um, they're baiting you here to take Toronto four and a half over. Only minus 135. The Sox are at a flat three and a half minus 110. Yeah. Uh, this has got written all over it's six to three final um i can't back either one if someone said hey 
I want to take Toronto first five, take it minus the hook. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You probably have a better shot of taking them full game minus the run and they have because Whitlock went two innings yesterday. I don't think he'll be available tonight. Uh, and you, ju- I can't back the Red Sox. I, if you sent me a hundred dollars to bet on the Red Sox, I'd Venmo you two hundred and tell you to take the bride out. They're, they're that bad right now. Yeah, interesting. Uh, differing prices on different books. I see minus one ninety five, like I said, in certain ones. One sixty five on on Fanduel, minus one eighty on DraftKings. Is that just different books having different opinions, or just kind of different tactics here? Is that what you're thinking there? Yeah, some of those books you get the square model. So instead of the, um, I call them ten cent nickels. No one does penny numbers anymore. Circa is probably the best at it. You know, you'll get a. Uh, for instance, right now, um, let me see here. I'll go uh, 170 at Jazz, which is an offshore book. Uh, 165 at South Point, 170 at Westgate, and the square book here is William Hill. So they're at 180. So they'll give you the 180 on the favorite minus 180, and they'll probably give you like one plus 150 on the Red Sox. Uh, 175 at our friends at Circa. Um, the highest I see. 185 right now at the Mirage. So, so okay. they, they're doing whatever they can to try to attract some Red Sox money. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, two more left uh, going to Houston for the next one. Minnesota and Houston. Uh, Archer versus Garcia. Archer's been all right this month. Uh, one to three earned runs allowed. Typically going about four to five innings. They've been, uh, they have not really let him go through the third time through the lineup uh, for the Twins over there. Uh, and Garcia, three to four earned runs allowed in each of his last five starts. Is this one, anyone, anything to make out of this one? Is this a uh, toss-up in your eyes? Is this a Minnesota number, or are you seeing something else here in Houston? No, no, you called it. It's the shortest number of the three games so far. Uh, uh, which archer are you going to get? Again, you're going to get a solid four and five innings, and the bullpen's going to hold on. A Minnesota offense that has just been way too inconsistent. Right now, hovering at 62 and 60. Hats off to the Astros, 80. And 45, 35 games over 500, only trailing the Dodgers right now for the best record. Uh, where are the Yankees right now? Yankees are uh, four games back. Uh, it's a Minnesota number, guys, but I'm not telling you again to run to the window and play Minnesota. I'm just telling you if you've been back in the Astros and you won the first two games, don't go up there doubling and tripling up because it's not an Astro number tonight. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with you on that one. It's yeah, I, it it kind of uh, it, it's a tough pill to swallow a little bit with Archer because he doesn't typically go too long into these games. But I, I still don't think it really matters. I'm with you a hundred percent on this one. Uh, last one up on the board, uh, Yankees and A's in this one. Uh, Tyon versus Caprillion uh, for the A's about minus two ten money line for the Yankees minus one thirty on the run line. Is this uh, too good to be true, or do you think this one's fair for the Yankees here in Oakland? Yankees are back, right? They won two in a row. Um, travel cross country. Uh, Caprillion, if you check your stats, coming off a, a, a bad game, right? I don't think he had a good game his last start. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was okay. Five innings, three hits, two earned runs. Uh, two earned runs each of the last two. So he's been pitching a lot better. Um, Talion, I called him side Talion for a while, was pitching great. Um, you know, as we speak now, uh, as we speak right now, see, don't tell me people don't listen to our show. The South Point just moved it up to minus 230. How's that? 
and I just got a beat from Vegas as we speak too. So um, I think the whole world, this is a Thursday, a Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night special. Whole world's going to be on Yankees run line. Uh, you know, we're back. We've won two in a row. We dominate Oakland. Uh, let's get on board. Now you could get a, a, a bad tally on today uh, and under over on Oakland only of two and a half minus 135. So they think they're going to get to three. Number one, number two, Yankees team totals only four and a half juiced over minus 120 and under over a seven and a hook. It stinks to high heaven. Listen, you guys want to go run to the window and back the Yankees. God bless you. Go play a minus the run line, play a minus two and a half, play a minus three and a half, play the judge props for one homer, two homer, three homers. But it, it, it smells. That's all it smells. It does. it does. I'm not taking the A's, but it does smell. Uh, SoCal DJN, your buddy SoCal DJN's got some stuff in the comments here. Uh, Reds money line plus Rockies money line parlay odds plus 1700. Uh, two teams win is 1700 right there. Uh, eight to one to the under when the dog line is uh greater than 280. Uh, in Oakland, as dogs in first game of a series, one in 25 money line run. So, uh, as much as it does smell, uh, well, that makes it smell even harder that it's uh at where it is, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be back in the A's, but uh. Yeah, as one of these teams is one of these uh, uh, bad, stinky teams is going to get it done tonight. Uh, at least one of these teams, and so it's up to you to figure out who that is. I don't know, Mister SoCal. God bless you. Have a great Thursday and a better weekend. We miss you. We love you when you come on board. I can't wait every day when I see your tweets and hey, I'm included in there. I can't thank you enough. Uh, but yeah, that you know, he comes up with some amazing numbers. And, 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 you know, like you said, Oakland is a dog in the first game of a series, one in 25. Then why aren't the Yankees minus 300? I mean, they only have a 30 game lead on Oakland, 76 and 48 and 46 and 79. SoCal, you coming in for a little relief tonight or what? I don't know. Is there are these three of these games that are uh, maybe if, at least three of these games, one of these, at least one of these stinky teams is going to be a winner, and maybe one of these teams is going to win 10 to nothing or something like that. And then maybe there's one more that, uh, you know, could fall under each category. But one of these stinky teams is winning tonight. Before we close, last golf update. What are you saying? Last golf update, uh, Shoffley 9-under, Joaquin Neiman actually uh, making his way up. He is 8-under, 4-back. Uh, somebody's chipping out of the sand right now. Cantlay, Fitzpatrick, and Sanjay M is the only name we didn't mention. He's 7-under as well. So, uh, And uh, I'm not sure where he's at. Hideki Matsuyama, I keep seeing him on uh, on the screen here. Uh, let's get a double check on him. Nothing crazy there. I guess he's uh, yeah, he's actually kind of struggling a little bit. But uh, Morikawa kind of lurking around. He was 4-under for the day. We didn't talk about him at all. Jordan Spieth. Uh, Thomas kind of still in about the same spot that they were. So, uh, Joaquin Neiman though, six under finish for the day, eight over or eight under total. So, uh, I don't know. Somebody's going to shoot low and, uh, challenge Scotty for that lead tomorrow. I think in my opinion over here, does he still have a three shot lead? Is it 12 and nine? Yeah. 12 and nine right now. Uh, Shoffley was my, my pick before they, they started the tournament. Um, you know, I'll see what it is. I gave ECSI VIPs. Three swings, one Rory at 10 to 1. It is what it is. If he makes a run, he made it a run. Uh, I did take a 650 plus 650 on Xander, and uh, my sleeper was Burns. I, you know, no one was talking about him the whole time, you know, but Neiman's doing what I thought Burns might do. Neiman got me to the pay window in the Pat Mayo Cup, 
cash for 275 out of 4,400. So I was happy there. Uh, as SoCal DGen just said, he'll be in around the uh, fifth or sixth inning. So don't go to the bear line. Don't go to the bear line, sir, in between innings, okay? I've got some bad news about our uh, free meal ticket. TJ Zook, our uh, weekly free meal ticket, just went on the 15-day IL. So we, we had it and lost it already. Maybe they'll call Keiko back up. How's that, sir? <laughs> yeah, the Reds need him. They'll make a trade for him. That would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tomorrow, we will be dark here at ECSI. I will be up at stores moving my daughter in. Um, and then Saturday, if my memory serves me correctly, Scotty Webb is... Were you on last Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You texted me saying you wanted me Saturday and you'll have Scotty Sunday. I don't know if that's still accurate. That's, that's the way we're looking okay. at So we'll have uh, do a little week zero um, with you and MLB on Saturday. Scotty will be back on Sunday for some MLB. Um, and then during the week, uh, you and I will put together. Uh, I'm just going to pre-warn you, okay? pre-warn you that uh your big 10 week one will be live we will not pre-record that so we'll be live on that and uh so be ready for that and then uh week two though might be pre-recorded i'm stuck in vegas for six days so uh we'll figure that out (laughs) <laughs> it's uh it's a hell of a slate uh for big time the actual week one you've got uh some actual in-conference games and they uh two on thursday or one in-conference game on thursday night uh another non-conference game that thursday night a couple on friday as well and then a handful on saturday uh including my illinois state redbirds my alumni going into wisconsin to try and pull up and up off an upset there uh in camp randall that saturday uh what's the line on that 30 uh, I don't see one yet. It, it'll probably, I, I would imagine, 35. Uh, respectable FCS program, but, uh, yeah, they're not going to have much success going into Camp Randall there. I think you'd have a better shot getting the plus 18 in hoops. How's that again? <laughs> I think we actually gave him, uh, we gave some Big Ten a team a run for their money recently. So you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Closer matchup there. Uh, yeah, still don't see a spread on that one for the following week, but, uh, uh, I'll sprinkle a, a dollar on my Redbirds to get the win and get a, a crazy payout there. How about that? <laughs> Shout out to SoCal again. Thanks for reaching out. Thank you for all those amazing stats that you sent us. Look for a big dog to be barking me tonight. Uh, remember, SoCal will be in around the fifth or sixth inning, so make sure you stay tuned there. Uh, myself at EC Sports Invest, Riley at Riley underscore Magnus in the one. We can't thank you guys enough. Without you guys, there's no ECSI. Uh, We've made it to football season. So everyone following us, uh, applause. We got through the dog days of summer, and uh, we look forward to a great fall. And I'm just going to say this very softly. November 1st, November 1st, college basketball starts. Wink, wink, you know. So, uh I know everyone's hot and horny for football. That's why I said it. We'll have some starter NBA and NHL. Uh, Some big stuff still brewing. We're going to put some uh, new shows together with Riley, uh, with Andrew McGinnis, and a few others. Uh, Just going to add a little fresh, upbeat, have some fun, you know, some uh, armchair talk while we get ready for the week. And uh, I know everyone's doing it. So while everyone's doing it, why can't we do it? We'll set some trends, not follow some trends. How's that, Riley? Sounds good to me. I uh, Shoffley just poured one in as I was watching. I think he that might have been a long par, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, we will be right, locked and loaded for the next handful of months, my friend. And the SoCal says, need NHL back, could care less about football. Listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? 
I've told the story a million times. So this is the last story for the week. Okay, guys. You know, I, listen, I love football. I'm not oh, saying yeah. I don't, but I enjoy the kids. I enjoy the grind Monday through Saturday. My big day has always been on Saturday. I have 100 football games to sift through. When it's college basketball, I have 150. You know, whether we play three games, five games, eight games, you know, the week is complete. Sunday NFL, guys, when you go to Vegas and then you see the Bellagio, you see the fountains, and then you see the Cosmo, you see the Aria, you look across the street to Paris, and then you go down to the Venetian, then you go over to Circa and then South Point. The point is they're built on NFL and Sundays, okay? Everyone wakes up in August and says, I can't wait for football. I am going to crush these bookies. I know more than anyone else. There's three things about football. One, everyone claims to know everything. Number two, everyone's got a favorite team or three or two or three. And number three, no one knows shit, as Dave Sharapan has to say. Okay? So you wake up Monday morning and you see the one o'clock slate. You play five games and you go one and four. And then the slate shrinks. And now there's on at four o'clock, you play all four games and you go one and three. Okay, now you're stuck at Sunday night. You owe the man two dimes and you got probably 50 cents in your pocket. And how the hell do I get out? Well, I'll bet the favorite in the over. It's clockwork, guys. Yeah. So just because football's back doesn't mean we go to the window double fisted. Okay, because you do that the first two weeks and then you end up playing the parlay cards for the rest of the season. You don't even make it to Thanksgiving. Okay. That's not the recipe. That's not the recipe. And do your I track your bets. I I've over the last few years I I've had, I love entertainment wise to do some touchdown score bets, but after tracking it, I'm so unprofitable at touchdown score bets that I have to throw them away completely. I, as much as I it is entertaining and it's exciting when that one, one wins, that is one that I've just thrown thrown to the wayside almost entirely. And now uh, maybe aside from a, a dollar lottery ticket on a parlay or something like that, but aside from that, you know, I, I've thrown it out. Track your bets and uh, analyze yourself and what's working and what's not working as well. And just to close, get ready for the Photoshop 2025 30 leg parlays coming in the first couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, they're Photoshop guys. We'll see one on Saturday for what is there, eight, nine games? We'll see a nine teamer on Saturday. Exactly. And then they're coming. So, anyways, thanks again for myself, Jeff Dawson at EC Sports Invest from the one and only Riley Magnuson at Riley underscore Madison, the one. We wish everyone a blessed day. Have some fun. Cash a few tickets. ECSI dark tomorrow, but we'll be back Saturday and Sunday morning. Have a, have a night, guys. See you soon.